You're listening to a Corridor Business Journal podcast. I'm Nate Kading, and this is Real Success. This is the Corridor Business Journal podcast, where we explore the life and careers of the Corridor's most influential business leaders. Cedar Rapids Rough Riders head coach, president, and general manager Mark Carlson knows a thing or two about success. He's won more than 600 games in the United States Hockey League. More than 500 of his players have earned D1 scholarships, and 41 of his players have gone on to the NHL. I talked to Coach about his keys to success on the ice and in the front office, how to scout character, and the importance of serving a community. Coach Carlson also shared his thoughts on what it takes to keep a sports franchise moving forward when a pandemic and a derecho put everything on hold. I learned a lot, and I think you will too. Stay tuned. This episode of Real Success with Nate Kading is brought to you by Midwest One Bank. Midwest One Bank is the proud partner for doers and entrepreneurs in the corridor and beyond. As an SBA preferred lender, our team is ready to help you reach your business goals. It's empowered money management. It's Midwest One Bank, member FDIC. Mark, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, I don't know whether to call you coach or president or GM. <laughs> you, you, you have several titles uh, with the Rough Riders here locally. And I'll tell you what, it's, a, it's an envious job. I, I know there's tons of people, obviously, in, the, in this region that love sports, uh, love hockey, but also, of course, business. And this being a, a business podcast uh, here at the Corner of Business Journal. But it's always fun to, to talk business with people in sports because there's so many correlations and learnings that can that you can take from the, the sporting arena and apply them to business but you've got this rare role here within the region where you you are involved with the business of the Rough Riders as the as the president and the GM but also of course as the head coach on the on the ice too so I think maybe that's a great place for us to start is how would you describe the differences between leading a business and leading a sports team as a coach what how do you approach those different roles and what similarities are there and what differences are there? Sure. Sure. Well, thanks. Uh, first of all, Nate, for having me on. And I, I think that's a great question. And, um, and, you know, I've got a huge passion for leadership and management and I, I do a lot of reading to try to get better. And a, a lot of the books that I've read a bit on the, on the business side of things, uh, as well. So I, I think there's a lot of things that, um, apply to, I guess what I would say are on ice and our, are off ice on the on the business side, and um, you know a lot of things are very are very simple actually as far as work ethic and teamwork, doing things together, battling adversity, uh, you know finding a way to get things done on a daily basis. What would you say would be you know a hallmark or key tenets of your leadership style that apply both to leading your business and leading your team on the ice? If you were to describe, you know, this is Coach Coach Carlson's kind of you know, your, your fundamental principles, what, what would they be? Well, I mean, number one, I, I would say get, getting out there and being in relentless every day. And, and there's, there's always a way to, to find a way to get something done, uh, whether, whether it's getting out and, and, and meeting with, you know, more sponsors or, 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 uh, you know, selling more, more season tickets, getting more people in the building or, or whether it's getting out and, and recruiting players and, and trying to find the best players in the, in the world, to me, it all comes down to to being relentless and and getting after it every day. And I think uh, you know, number two, I would say is is teamwork. And I think one of that's one of the great things about 
about sports and and really any successful organization is is accepting people's um, you know looking at their strengths and looking at their things that maybe um, they're not great at or maybe that you don't agree with, but bringing those groups together and, and, and having that teamwork and, and, and getting after it together every day. To get a little bit more granular on the teamwork piece, uh, you know, it's always great watching these amazing GM coaches like the Bill Belichick's of the world um, that are kind of living in both of those, those pieces. How do in terms of talent evaluation, can you talk a little bit more specifically about, you know, how you go, how you approach that particular piece with putting a team together, you know, how, you know, what, unique pieces of the puzzle do you have to try and find both intangible skill sets and tangible, you know, how fast you're skating, how hard you can hit the puck, those sort of things. But talk a little bit more about your process for building a team and evaluating talent. Sure. Well, I think the, um, get, you know, getting right into the, uh, the similarities between the business and the, in, in the hockey side, we, we had a zoom call yesterday with our scouts. And one of the things that we talked about on the call was that we, to be successful as a hockey team, and, and you can relate to this, Nate, uh, you know, from football, is that we, we need all the ingredients. And when we actually talked yesterday about some really, really good teams we had here with the Rough Riders where we, we won a lot of games in the, in, in the regular season, and, and in some cases even the regular season championship, but didn't end up winning the, the Clark Cup, the playoff championship in the end. And, and the reason for that was we believe was that we we just didn't have all the ingredients we had we had most of them and uh then the issue you know what happens there is you don't have the depth you know the overall depth that you need and you, you can't attack in waves and, and and kind of overwhelm teams and i think you have the same exact thing on the on the business side is finding those ingredients and you know having a couple people that are that are great in sales having some people that are uh, you know, real great in the, um, I guess what I would say, the, the back office, uh, maybe non-glamorous type work that's essential to right. uh, to success. And then bringing all those people together to, to, to get out and, and to be able to win. I think you hit on an interesting point with, with building a team. You know, there's disparate roles with different functions and, you know, take football, for example. I'm sure it's the same for hockey. You know, you need your 320-pound alignment and you – you need your 195 pound receiver that runs a 4240. But I, I've always found that, uh, you know, the, the good coaches and the good teams, but the, you know, they have, you put those different pieces together, but you also have commonality and kind of universal characteristics that all those different players share as you're recruiting a, a player, either to be a part of your, the team, a part of the rough riders on the ice or someone to join your, your business unit. What are some of those common Everyone on your team needs this. What are what are some of those things that you're looking for in everybody, regardless of what whether they're in sales or facilities management or goalie or forward or whatever it might be? What are to play on Coach Mark's team? Yeah. What, what what do you have to have? Sure, yeah, and that's another great one uh, we talked about yesterday too. Is well, you know, character, and I know that everybody, everyone talks about that, but to to get out and to you know to to do the work and to do the research that to make sure that you're getting really good people on board that that really care about, in, in our case, the, the Rough Riders organization. Uh, you know, uh, to us, that's, that's kind of first and foremost. And, and along with that, having a passion. Ha having a passion, whether it's, if it's on the hockey side, uh, coaches, players, on, on the business side, 
just having a passion for it and, and, and loving what you do and having that excitement every single day. And, and really when you combine those two things, it kind of comes down to having people that you want to be with every single day and that you're going to like being around in the office and in the dressing room and on the ice. And when you have that, um, it's a lot uh, simpler to have success. Yeah. I love that, that piece about passion. I've, you know, I saw that in my sports career and you see it in business today. Some people, they may not you know, necessarily be the book smarts or they may not be the fastest, strongest guy, but they, you know, they, they love the sport or they love the industry that they're in and they're going to make up for it just by the love of what they do and, and put in that extra time. And that, that can, you can go above and beyond on that. There's no doubt about it. Talk, talk a bit about character. That's a word that gets thrown around a lot, but as you're looking at someone to bring someone onto your team, how do you, how do you judge character? How do you define it? I mean, it's a, by nature, it's a, it's an intangible thing, you know, so it is hard to define. You can't, it's not like putting the stopwatch on someone and you seeing how fast they skate. Right. So if you're looking, if you have three players and they're equal, uh, all things, um, all things equal, you know, they skate about the same or they have this, you know, physical skill set that's about the same, like, how, but what's going to separate them is character. How are you judging that? How are you going through that process? Well, I, I think in, in, in my experiences, a lot of it's been, has, has been a gut feel and, and, and whether it's, whether it's on the phone or in person or watching the player play, uh, Usually for me, when I when I've gotten a really good feel um, about people, and and whether it's through an interview process on the on the business side, or or interviewing a potential assistant coaching candidates, or, or even players for our draft, usually I find that, and I and I this is where I've made m mistakes, and 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 I think I've learned from them is sometimes like a little red flag will go up in a conversation. It might not be something major, but it gets you to kind of think a little bit, oh, geez, I don't know if this is going to, maybe this isn't a good fit. And sometimes I've overlooked those things and told myself that I've overanalyzing. And then it's kind of <laughs> reared its head a couple months in. Right. And then it's, it's back to, you know, back to square one again. And then, you know, two, I think, I, I, I think is the research, uh, uh, whether it's continuing the, uh, with a player's, situation, getting to know his family, uh, getting to know him, getting to know uh, current coach, past coaches, maybe um, coaches in other sports, even even um, a guidance counselor at school and compiling as much information as we can. That's great. You mentioned kind of the interview process, which is, you know, of course, a big, a big piece. I went through it in the NFL. You go to the NFL combine and you sit down with all these teams and they ask you all these crazy questions. But of course, we all do it in business too, right? Whether we're hiring or being hired, uh, the interview process is a big part of that, that song and dance of, uh, you know, joining a team or joining a business or figuring out who you want to join your business. What are like two or three questions that are in every interview that you're doing when you decide to bring someone onto your team? Like what are, what are your go-to interview questions? Well, I mean, one of them, and it, and it sounds, uh, it might sound a little bit silly, but how important is, is hockey to you? And we want we want guys that, that absolutely love the game, and and, uh, and and have high aspirations. And I'm sure that that's something that you know you can relate to, Nate. Um, you know, another thing we always talk about is is what's going to be important for you as far as your role on the team. And we we want guys that uh, and we want people in the front office that 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 want to be great. That, that want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And we get a little bit concerned if, if they answer that question and, and maybe it's based on why, well, you know, I, I want to know how much I'm going to play or I want to know, 
you know, how much I'm going to make in this situation or that situation. We, we want to get people that are going to, that are going to put the team first. Yeah, that's great. And there's certainly a, a science to that interview process, right? I mean, there's, there's always so much you can glean from it, but it's, it's just interesting to hear from different folks, leaders like yourself on how they, how they go about that. That's great. Um, switching gears, I could add to that one, Nate. Yeah. You sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, I think this is kind of a neat story. So we've, we've had, um, a couple of different brother combinations that have played here. And so a couple of years back, we had a player, Jack and Sean, uh, from Burnsville, Minnesota. Um, he, uh, from us, he went to St. Cloud and has since signed with the Boston Bruins. And he had a, uh, we have two younger brothers. So, um, the one, uh, closest to age in him, uh, Roman, uh, so Roman would come in and he'd be around with us from time to time when Jack was on the team and he wasn't, quite at the age to be able to play for us yet and but when he, he would come around I would love him um being in our dressing room he would practice with us I, I'd see him out in the you know in, in the lobby he'd be around the rink my wife Tammy would see him and and I just had a feel for Roman and I think this could be useful on the as useful on the business side as on the sports side and so we were going out to a road game and I saw Jack, where's Roman? He goes, oh, he's going to go over to the game with my housing parents. And I said, well, why don't you call him and get him? I, I just wanted him on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> I said, come and get him, have him come on the bus. So Roman came and came on the bus, and he just had this, this personality and this, um, this you know, presence about him. And uh, he was fantastic. And then anywhere, so down the road, he ended up playing for us uh, a couple years later. That's awesome. And ends up being one, one of the best players that we've ever had, one of the best locker room guys that we've had. He's doing tremendous at Wisconsin, and he'll, he'll probably be an NHL uh, free agent signing in a, in a number of years. But he was a guy that I had a gut on, and all his brothers are like that, where I just wanted to have him part of our team. Yeah, that's great. Um, switching gears just a little bit to, you know, I think everybody in the Iowa City Cedar Rapids region would be interested in just kind of more about the business of sport or the business of the Rough Riders. Um, I know there's been – uh, you know, obviously disruption. You guys aren't playing this year due to the duratio and the the facility. Um, but you know, pre pre duratio, pre COVID, and then you know, looking forward after that, talk a bit about um, you know running running a business like the Rough Riders, and uh, you know what what you see as some of the big opportunities coming down the pipeline to grow the business of uh, of minor league hockey here in the region. Sure. Well, it's it, it's been an awful lot of fun and. And I, I certainly consider myself to be to be very very fortunate to be a part of it as as, as my wife Tammy does. And he, um, one of the neat things about junior hockey is is being a part of the community, and, and that's something that we just absolutely love on a uh, on a daily basis. Is not only bringing fans into our building, but we, I guess, in a certain sense, we we do have a platform. We're fortunate to be able to get out and and help others in the in the community. And, uh, we, we've done some things over the years. Um, you know, one of the things most recently we, we, we put together an anti-bullying program with the Cedar Rapids That's great. Uh, police department and went out and, and, and talked to, uh, a, a lot of schools, uh, about the, um, you know, basically a presentation on the anti-bullying program where we would bring our players with us and, and, and they would be the, uh, the ones that would really run the show, I, I'd, I'd be kind of just a, you know, a, a small part of that. Um, you know, with getting out and um, uh, serving meals to the to the veterans on a on a weekly basis, and, and, and being out and spending time with them, 
uh, getting to know them, make them, you know, hopefully feel appreciated. Um, doing things like being out and, and like a lot of things that you probably didn't need in Iowa, going out and uh, being involved in the schools, you know, paying visits to uh, uh, to the hospitals, um, getting out during things like the derecho and the flood and yeah. and doing everything we can to, to help in those situations. And so for me, the, 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 the really great thing is, is being part of the community and developing those relationships and, and, uh, and, and giving the fans something to cheer about on a Friday, Saturday night. Yeah, that's great stuff. And um, talk a bit about, and I'm curious, I know other folks, listeners would be curious too, talk a bit about the ownership structure of the Rough Riders, who owns the, the club now, maybe speak a bit about what, what are their goals. I mean, obviously it's a privately held company, don't need to pry too far into a P&L or anything like that, but I've always just been curious, it, it would you know, be fun to own a, you know, a professional sports team, like are they you know, beating down your door, I need to have a 20% NOI this quarter, or you know, are their goals different than that? Or what does it look, what do kind of the numbers look like uh, for goals from a, for, you know, owning a minor league hockey team like the Rough Riders? Sure. Well, we're, we're really fortunate to have Mr. and Mrs. Tadeo uh, as, as the owners of our team. And as we mentioned earlier, they're from, from Thunder Bay, Ontario originally and, and live, in, live out in uh, Colorado now. Uh, j- tremendous people and, and great values. And we've been very fortunate, uh, you know, my wife and I to work with them for it's going to be 11, maybe it might be, might be going on 12 years now. That's great. And the, uh, the thing we love about them is, is that they really they put the players first, uh, put the community first. And, and Do they own the multiple teams? About this, Do they own other, other teams as well? They-, uh, they, ha- they have uh, just one team. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. When, I, when I first started here and, and Butch Johnson owned the team, which, you know, a huge thank you to him for bringing the team here originally in 99. Uh, he owned uh, – he owned three or four different teams at that time. Okay. Um, That's what I thought. I thought right there were some, some folks on multiple teams and yeah. Yeah. So we've got the, you know, the one team now. And um, one of the things that we all love about our level is, 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 is a developmental league. And the majority of our guys have scholarships when they get to us. Some don't. And they, they end up getting Division I college scholarships throughout the course of the, the, the one or two years that they're here. And then a number of them go on to play uh, professional hockey. Uh, which is great, but if they don't do that, then it's great to see them go on and 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 to be successful in the in in the business world. But we we just feel fortunate to be a part of that development process of of young men and helping them learn and and get better and 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 being part of the community and and, and giving back to the community on a you know on, on a weekly year, yearly basis. Sure. What what are the biggest challenges from a business perspective of running a or you know owning you're the GM president, you know, managing the business of a minor league hockey team in the Cedar Rapids market. What are, what are, what are some of your big, big challenges you face? Well, I think one of the challenges probably is probably, um, it's pretty common around all sports and all levels is um, relative to what we're doing right now on, we're on a zoom call and, and we're, we're, we got cell phones all over the place and, so there's so many options today now uh, of things, <clears throat> excuse me, of things for people to do. Yeah. Whether it's, uh, you know, FaceTiming or, or doing Zoom calls or, um, you know, all the social media outlets and, and uh, you know, Netflix. And I actually, um, my friends would laugh, I actually signed up for Apple TV this morning because my, 
my guy Bruce Springsteen came out with a new album today and a new documentary. So, <laughs> nice. believe it or not, I figured out how to sign up for that. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, these are all things that people can do on a Friday, Saturday night. And so I think that challenge is, is really selling that uh, experience. That great thing about a community, the experience and coming together and be, be, being in a rink or in a football stadium or a baseball stadium and, uh, and, and being, um, you know, with, with that common group of people and, and, and cheering the team on. Yeah. Doing the fun stuff. Like I know you guys do a lot of the theme tonights at the, the, at the games and just kind of being creative and, and figuring out solutions. Yeah. To make yourself attractive. That's great. I think I get asked a lot as a former professional athlete, you know, what do you miss the most about playing in sports? And I think, you know, one of my, uh, you know, common answers to that is, you know, that locker room after a big win, you know, and it, just the, um, the immediacy of, of the, you know, either the, the gratitude and the feeling of winning, you know, and then of course it's the flip side of that with, with losing. I don't miss that at all, but you know, just how do you, being someone that's in business and in sports, how do you, how can you replicate that feeling of, of winning in, in business? How, how can you uh, kind of engender that throughout the culture of your, of your organization? It's, it's hard to you, know, you, you go into that locker room after a big win, everybody's cheering and see everybody and just that feeling of victory uh, it's so stark in sports, right? It's there, it's right in front of you, and, and you feel it. You work towards it each week, you know, for the big game at the end of the week in the NFL, it's on, you know, on a Sunday. And But in business, how can you – how do you generate that same sort of feeling um, in terms of creating wins amongst your team? Sure, and I think that's a great question. And I – you know, for me, the answer is I, I think you've got to celebrate. You know, whatever – whether you're – if you're talking about the Rough Riders on the, on the business side or – or, or sales or construction or, uh, you know, even, a, um, you, know, you know, teachers and, and professors. And, you know, for me, everybody should have goals and, and, and things that they want to reach. And, and, and maybe you can't celebrate them as, as we're used to doing in, in the dressing room. Yeah. But you can certainly get your group together. And, and, and whether it's just, you know, talking about it or getting excited about it, or whether it's going out to a, you know, a breakfast or lunch or dinner or having a barbecue at somebody's house, I think you can – certainly still make a real good attempt at making people, you know, you know, feel great and, 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 and being thankful for, for what everybody's done and, and, and recognizing that. And so I, I think you can celebrate in, in, uh, in any business that you're in. And I certainly think that you should. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that's great advice. Uh, before we jump into kind of some of our closing questions here, what do you see, you know, sports are all about goals, setting goals. What's, what's the goal? What's kind of the, the big long-term goal for the Rough Riders as you look out and if, you know, looking at the the team in 2030, the Rough Riders, what, what, what are your hopes and dreams for the franchise here in the Cedar Rapids market? Well, I think to, to continue to do a lot of, a lot of the things that we've done and, you know, we always say we're, it, it's a lot more than hockey, you know, so if I, if I start on the ice, it's continue to develop players and, and have them go on and be successful no matter what they're doing, whether it's in college hockey or pro hockey or, we're getting out into the, you know, the so-called real world, and and continuing to 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 build our, our, our relationships and, and to help out in in our community. And I, I can't stress how important that is for us. Uh, one of the things I'm proudest of is we have a an award uh, in, in the United States Hockey League, and it's called the Kurt Hammer Award. And it's a um, it's a combination leadership slash community service award. And we were fortunate our guys here, and it goes to a player where we had uh, three years in a row, 2016 through 2019, 
uh, we had a rough rider win that award. That's awesome. Uh, and it, it was our it was our captains each year. Uh, Reese Samolik, who's now at uh, Mankato State in Minnesota. Uh, Mark McLaughlin, uh, who's now a uh, he's now the captain uh, of, of Boston College. Wow. Uh, Reese is a captain at Mankato, and then Liam Walsh, who's at Merrimack now. And it was the first time that that had happened in since the early '80s in the USHL, and. A uh, big credit to my wife Tammy because she um, organizes almost all of that. But cool. those are the kinds of things that we do with our players. Yeah, is getting out and helping out and learning, and so we want to continue to be a, a a big piece and an important piece of the of the Greater Cedar Rapids community. Yeah, that's awesome. That's an awesome legacy that you've uh, you've left here with the community, and you've been you know at at this role since 1999. So I know the area's been real lucky to have you there, and just that that uh, community focus is certainly certainly a big deal. It makes a big impact here locally. No doubt about it. Coach, we like to finish all these interviews with just kind of some, what we call rapid fire questions. Um, how much of your success would you contribute to luck versus hard work? Oh, I, I'd say, uh, an awful lot. I mean, hard work, you know, hard work, I think is what it's all about. And it sounds so simple, but you know, even, even at this day for me, with as long as I've been doing it and, in, in my fifties now, like the, the people that work the hardest are going to, are, are going to have the most success. I like it. Uh, and this is a good question for someone like yourself. It's been in hockey, uh, you know, almost all of your professional career, if given the chance, you know, somebody say, Hey, Mark for one year and go do something else. What other profession other than your own, would you most like to attempt? Oh, I would probably say, uh, being a, being in a rock band probably. <laughs> I do that for a year. Yeah, Spr Springsteen's lead guitarist or something that'd be good. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be fun. You said you do you do a lot of reading. Um, is there a favorite business leader or someone that's written a book or someone that you follow in the business world? It's been an inspiration to you. I don't. I'm not sure if there's a favorite. Um, I mean, two of the books I just got running, just got done reading. Uh, Born to Run which is uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen's autobiography. And there's tons of stuff that you can take from that book uh, uh, for business and for sports. And then right now I'm reading a great book called Principles uh, by Ray Dalio, yeah. who was the, the founder, um, who it sounds, it sounds like you may be familiar, yep. of uh, Bridgewater and Associates. Mm -hmm. And I'm about 150 pages into that book, and I find it hard to believe that that one wouldn't be helpful to just about anybody out there. That's been awesome so far. You have a coach uh, in hockey, or you can be in a different sport that's that you've always looked up to that you've maybe kind of tried to model your coaching approach towards. Well, the the one guy that I've followed my whole life and read just about everything on that I could get my hands on and videos as well, and you you might like this one is uh, is Bill Parcells. Yeah, and uh, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I, I think a lot of people today may scoff at that. How, how would you describe his coaching style? Well, tough love. I, I think what a lot of people, if they don't really haven't studied him, um, would, 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 would not understand how much he cared about his players and the effort that he put in uh, to get to know his players. I mean, different things like going to Lawrence Taylor's house and having a meeting with his family when there were some challenges there. And, you know, but for me, he truly cared about his guys. He got the most out of his guys and, and, you would know, you know, more than me, Nate, probably. But from everything I've been able to learn, there's still an awful lot of guys that he coached that are still in touch with him and, and, and love him to this day. Sure. Yeah. One of those 
head coach has got an amazing coaching tree that's kind of sprouted out from, from underneath them guys that have worked for him and played for him or now coaches as well, which is always a great testimony to the success of a coach. Uh, do you have a favorite podcast or TV show, something outside of the sports world that you're watching at home on a regular basis or listening to? Yeah, two podcasts. Uh, one is the GM Shuffle, Mike Lombardi. Oh, nice. So that's um, there's a lot of football on that one. And then uh, the the other one is actually uh, the Focus Three podcast with with Erman Meyer and, and Tim Kite, which is which is really really good. And there's on the Focus Three, I'd say there's there's probably some more things as far as um, learning situations for the business side as well. Yeah. So that's uh, that's a great one. Awesome. And I love this one in sports. It's huge. I mean, everybody, anybody listening that's played sports, you always had a coach that had a favorite motivational quote or something that gets put up in the locker room or, you know, recited before a game. Is there one that jumps to mind for you, uh, some sort of favorite motivational quote? Oh, I have, I have a bunch of them. Um, you know, one that I like uh, that, that my uncle and aunt actually have on the, on the back of their boat Um and I, I kind of like it because of the way it's spelled, but it's uh, not, nothing's easy, N-O-T-H-I-N-S, easy Y. And, um, I mean, that's life, right? Nothing's easy. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, 30 extra minutes in a day, what would you do with it? Uh, I mean, if it's today, I'd pro probably watch uh, Springsteen's Letter to You documentary. <laughs> that's great. Is that coming out on Netflix or is that... Apple TV, baby. Apple TV, nice. Yeah. I like it. Um, and then last but not least, Coach, just in one sentence, how would you define success? Oh. Uh, reaching one's potential. Yeah, that's great. And that's uh, especially apt for the work you do with development, developing kids at a you know, prime age for them in their hockey careers and in their lives. So, um, Coach, really appreciate you taking the time. It's been awesome to catch up. Thank you for your leadership with the Rough Riders and the Rough Riders leadership here in the community and all you guys do for Cedar Rapids, Iowa City Market. It's been awesome to chat. Um, hopefully get, we'll get you guys back on the ice here sooner rather than later and, um, and, and enjoy, the, enjoy the fall. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was great being on, Nate. Yep. Thank you. This episode was produced by Joe Coffey of Coffee Grande Studios. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at CB Journal.